You are listening to Agent Court Church's audio podcast. For more information on Agent Court Church, including service times, how to connect, and campus locations, please visit our website at onechurch.to. Well, I'm excited about uh, the potential of this service. This January series, uh, Pastor Jonathan, in an effort to help us get a lot more out of the series, and hundreds of you already have the book, Goliath Must Fall, but why must Goliath fall? You know why? Because first of all, giants in our lives, personal giants, are a huge time waster. I mean, picture David, he shows up uh, and he finds out what the Israeli military are doing. They've been doing the same thing for uh, over five weeks now. They're on the one side of uh, the valley. On the other side is the uh, Philistine military. And, and every day, this big intimidating bully gets down there and belches out this defiance of, of God and, and what he wants to do. And, 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 and so it's just been going on day after day. And what a waste. What a waste. You've got the, 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 the military. I'm just think 40 times the amount of food to feed those thousands of soldiers. Mamma mia. Like just the food involved. And just what a waste. And, and giants are like that in our lives. I remember uh, when I was in high school having breakfast with my dad before he had headed off to work and I was heading off to uh, high school in Halifax. And... Uh, and, and he could tell that something was bothering me, that I was worrying about something. I was afraid he was going to ask me about it because I think it was about some girl. Anyway, he, 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 he just asked me this. He said, he said, are you worried about something? And I said, yeah. And then he said, I have a question for you. Is worrying about it going to change what happens? And my answer was, no, no. You know, somebody said, worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Just it's the same place, same place. And, and it's like that with these giants. If you have fear, it's really worrying about the future, isn't it? Fear. It just, it just wastes your time. F- feelings of rejection that we're going to talk about next weekend. That's a personal giant that just wastes our time. Anger wastes our time. You know, there's a time that the anger escalates, and then there's the time of damage control to fix the damage you did. You know what I'm saying? It's just a time waster. There's another reason why giants must fall. Not only they're a time waster, but they're a potential paralyzer. They paralyze the potential. Again, back to David and Goliath, the Philistines, the Israeli military. You see the Israeli military totally paralyzed. 1 Samuel 17 uses three words, fear, dismayed, and terrified. They're in a state of paralysis. They're in brain freeze. They just cannot get mobile. Whatever skills they have learned, useless. They're paralyzed. Whatever training they've had, Useless, totally paralyzed. Whatever potential they have to do something to change the situation, they are totally paralyzed. They cannot do it. And it's the same thing for you. If you have personal giants like fear and rejection and anger, addictions, if you have those things, they, they can just paralyze you. Uh, For for those uh, several hundred that have been reading this book, Goliath Must Fall, did you notice 
the writer talks about his own uh, giants. He was diagnosed, he says, with anxiety disorder, but he said the freedom for him came when he recognized that that anxiety was just a symptom. Giants were the problem. It makes me wonder about the potential that you have for 2018, but it ain't going to happen if you're paralyzed. All right, there's a third uh, reason why these giants must fall. They're not only a colossal time waster and a potential paralyzer, but watch this. They're a spiritual life displacer. They will displace the part of your being where you should be hearing from God. We talked about the week of prayer, praying to God, seeing things change. It takes up that space. It displaces what rightfully should be God's by whatever you're worrying about or angry about or struggling with feelings of rejection. I mean, those soldiers, 40 days to listen to this big bully come down in the valley. It says every morning and every evening, he defied God. He cursed God. You know, listen, I don't know how many of you, maybe it's not 40 days, maybe it's been 40 years, you've been listing some intimidating giants in your mind just shooting you down. Could be words that were spoken to you that hurt as a child and they still are recorded and they still play back again and again. It could be when you go to work or school and you're just facing something there and facing people there who are going to put you down and you have this idea, I can't measure up to being what somebody else is or I'm no good, I'm such a loser and just those recordings going on again and again. This is exactly what the bully giant had embedded in the minds of these soldiers, these people of God. Now, Pastor Jonathan has already established, as the book does, and as the video that introduced our message this morning did, that, that David was a representative of God's Old Testament people, and David's defeat of the giant brought victory for all of God's people, right? How many are thankful for Jesus that when he died on the cross, he was victorious over sin and death, and he brought victory for all of us as God's people, amen? That we, we, we celebrate that wonderful truth. But, but watch this. Have you ever wondered? It certainly crossed my mind. I hear a preacher up there saying, Jesus won the victory once and for all. It was complete for all time. It is forever. And then I go out there in the week and think, well, if sin is dead, <laughs> why am I still battling with it? <laughs> Why am I still struggling with some of these uh, things that are said or the recordings in my head? Why am I still going through stuff with temptation? Why, why am I struggling with feelings of rejection? Why did I just get, if anger is dead and Jesus defeated it, why am I still participating in it? I, I just couldn't figure that out. It leads to a logical question. If Jesus defeated our giants, why are we still fighting them? Now, Watch what you were going to see when David defeated Goliath. We are going to see something illustrated now. Right after the, the Goliath fell, <laughs> David brought him down. And then listen to what the very next verses are. When the Philistines saw their hero was dead, they turned and ran away, as it should be. 
the men of Israel, the people of God, surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Eden. What is going on? Is Goliath defeated? You can answer me. Is Goliath dead? Then why are they surging forward? I mean, the battle's been won. The victory is complete. Why are they surging forward? The same reason why you and I, Christian, when Jesus has defeated the enemy completely and finally and ultimately and forever on the cross, we still surge forward because watch this, watch this. Yes, Jesus won the victory, but we need to take that victory and chase every lie out of our mind. Amen? We need to chase every, every falsehood. We need to chase the rejection, chase the anger. We need to just go and pursue it and say, you're out of here. Jesus has won the victory. Do you see that? And so we still have something to do here. Now, the soldiers knew that the victory had been won, and it just what they were going out now to do was to, to reclaim the land. You know, to, to take back that territory that the enemy had wrongfully taken. That's exactly what we do, isn't it? You know, Jesus has won the victory. How many know now we can get out there and reclaim the territory? And, and, and take what the enemy has stolen from us and bring it back under its rightful owner, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? See, that's, that's what we do in 2018. That's why these, these giants must fall. Now, this is the difference between New Year's resolutions... And what we're going to be talking about in this series. How many know resolutions are only as good as what? They're only as good as your willpower. They're only as good as your resolve. The strength that you have on your own. And when, you're, when your willpower runs out, how many of the resolutions die out? That's why the fitness trainers are not near as busy in April as they were in January. You know what I'm saying? That's why the weight that was lost sort of seems to find its way back. And that's why the bad habits are back to being bad for us down later on in the year. So many sincere people want to live and think differently in the new year, but three months in, four months in, uh, the, the, the giants are there. They're, they're not chased off. Because, watch this now, that happens when we're trying to be David against Goliath instead of enforcing the victory that David has already won over Goliath. Now, for a follower of Jesus, that's what the Christian is. We don't depend on our willpower, our resolution. If we're doing that, we're trying to be Jesus winning the victory instead of, listen to me, living in the victory that Jesus Christ has already won. Do you see the difference? Jesus could not have been clear. Without me, you can do nothing. But as the Apostle Paul came to a place, and we're going to see he agonized, he struggled with his personal giants to get to that place. But he says you can get to a place where you can say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. That's where the strength comes from. The battle is the Lord's. You see, Paul wrote the Christians in Corinth, Greece, and he said, you know, guys, he said, I had all these good things that I wanted to do, 
but I ended up messing up. I didn't do the good that I wanted to do. And the very bad things that I didn't want to do, that I ended up doing. And, and he describes it for a whole chapter. But then he comes to the point where he says, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory. How? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does 2018 look like if we live it in a way where we say, Jesus, you won the victory. Now we're going to chase out the lies and the paralysis and, and, and the displacement where, where you should be there and instead we're listening to worry or we're listening to what people say or what news says. How, how are we going to do that? You see, I don't know how many times I've grown up and I've heard, you know, Jesus won the victory. And everybody says, hallelujah. And they go home and then Monday comes and like, now what? I've always loved helping people understand how this works Monday morning. And uh, I thought of an illustration. Excuse me. It's a good illustration. It's worth waiting for. <laughs> it was another January, and it was colder than this January. I called up my friend who sold me the land up in the Perry Sound area. I had this brilliant idea that we should go up there in January. There were some things that we could do, and we could stay at his cottage, which was not winterized. We could stay at his cottage, and we could go do some work that I knew that we could do in building some of the inside at, at, at my cottage. And so I, I talked him into it. He knew better, but I talked him into it. His cottage was not only not winterized, it was built up on poles. You know those stilts? So that meant that, that the cold, it was minus 27 Celsius that night. And when those minus 27 degree winds came up, they came right up through the floor. And I had said, let's stay the night so we can work the next day. That was a case of brain freeze, if there ever was one, let me tell you. And, 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 and I spent the whole night just trying to get warm. I mean, I kept wood on the fire. I was shivering. But you know what my friend did, Harvey? Harvey went into his bedroom in the cottage, and he went to sleep. And I kept thinking, what is up with this? Like, I'm shivering. I'm freezing. I was trying to think, oh, God, is there a way to build a bed above the stove? You know what I mean? I'll lie on the stove. I mean, I'll do when I am just freezing. Would morning please come? And I kept wondering, how is Harvey, I'm going to find a frozen corpse in the morning. Like, this is ridiculous. How is it? And yet he gets up in the morning. How are you doing, Harvey? How'd you rest? Really good. <laughs> He's old timers. Like, how does he do it? Until I was walking by his bedroom, and I noticed this nice thick blanket had an electrical cord coming out of it. <laughs> What a mischievous turkey. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, you know, he doesn't even let on. He's just so tough, you know. And just, anyway, do you see what he did? All he had to do to overcome the cold was wrap himself in something that already overcame the cold. It's the same thing for you, follower of Jesus. All you have to do to overcome those giants is wrap yourself in the one who has already overcome. Amen? Do you see that? And you say, now that's a nice illustration, but how do we do that? I'm glad you asked. 
I'm glad you asked. Because this is something that you need to bring into this week. And when you feel the, um, you know, those usual, someone says something, it just spirals that rejection and you start to demean and, and discount yourself. Or, or when that, that anger, have you ever had anger just, you could sort of feel the amperage going, escalating up, 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 and then before, you, when, right in that moment, and, and, and right when you're starting to worry and your, your mind is just being filled with those thoughts, right in that moment, let, let me give you something to do, all right? First, let me have one interruption. All right, that was to help you remember this. Interrupt. Giant lies with God-sized truths. All right? That's exactly what David did. David changed the narrative with Goliath. Goliath came out saying the very same thing that he'd been saying for 40 days. And some of you have been listening for something for 40 months or 40 years. And it's the same thing. And listen, you're just going to keep getting the same thing said in your mind unless you interrupt those lies with some God-sized truths. Watch how David does it. Goliath said to David... Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Now that's what's been going on. That's what's been going. That's what has intimidated and filled the mind and displaced the spiritual life of God's people and paralyzed them on one side of the hill. That's exactly the vocabulary that people have been listening to for 40 days. Now, David says something else. He says to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. Now, stop there. See, that's exactly where it's been. It's exactly where it's been. But then he interrupts the narrative with something brand new. Watch this. He brings God into the equation. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. David brings God into it. David interrupts the, the giant lies with God-sized truths. Every week of this series, Pastor Jonathan and I will give you some God-sized truths that will help you interrupt whatever your personal giants are. Listen, you see, it's one thing to say, well, you know, it's the Lord has won the victory. How many know we need to fill our minds with the truths of the victory that Jesus has won? We can't have a lie in our head and have the truth of God in our head and expect them to just cohabitate. One of them has to go. And it's when we say, God, I am going to view my giants the way that you see them. I am going to not listen to these giant lies. I am going to replace them with your God-sized truths. And so let's say it's fear. That means how many know there is no fear in love? Perfect love casts out fear on its ear. Okay. You cannot have love and fear in the same mind. And so you've got to at some point say, one of you has got to go. How many say, let the lie go? Amen? Let the lie go. Fill your mind with God's size, truths. God, anyone that's loved as much as I am by you, I've got no reason to have fear in my life at all. 
Fear has got to go. Let's say, let's say you, you, you spiral down with rejection. Before you even get to work or school or into your day, or maybe it's even a family member, you just, you just know what's going to be said. You know what you're going to face. How about instead of filling your mind with what you think you're going to hear, fill your mind with what God says about you? We're going to talk about that next weekend. And then Pastor Jonathan's going to end the series with, instead of letting anger talk to us, we can speak God-sized truths in our minds to our anger. See, interrupt, interrupt giant lies with God-sized truths. Do you remember the story of the uh, elder that had the two wolves that were, he said, it's like I got two wolves uh, wrestling inside my mind. One of them says, you know, you, you, you get angry. You get back at those people that have hurt you. You, you get revenge. You just, you just, and, you, and you, you, they, they just want to take over your thoughts. He says, the other wolf that I have in says, you know, don't be angry. You, you can forgive. You can move on. Don't be held captive by what people have done to you. You can have peace in your mind. And someone asked the elder, they said, which wolf wins? You know what he said? The one that I feed the most. The one that I feed the most. It's so true for you. See, what are you feeding your mind these days? Are you feeding God-sized truths? There'll be no room for lies if you feed your mind those God-sized truths. Secondly, express your love and loyalty to the Lord. That's exactly what David did. Just, that's just to remind us to interrupt, all right? All right, secondly, express your love and loyalty to the Lord. I love this about David. Listen to him. He says, big dude, it's from the Hebrew, this very day, the whole world is going to know that there is a God in Israel. Can you hear it? See, he doesn't, this is not about David adding to his resume. I took out a Lion, I took it a bear, now I'm taking down this giant. No, 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 no. It's not about David at all. It's about the glory of David's God. He cares that the whole world knows that there is a God. And he is going to do whatever he needs to do to make sure people know that God is going to be exalted. It Didn't Jesus do the very same thing? You see, we talk about Jesus being the one that won the victory for us. But remember, when sin was coming into the consciousness of Jesus, because he was pure, he was sinless. It was our sin that was becoming part of his conscious experience. Remember, he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, I don't like this sin. I, I'm repulsed by it. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. See, what mattered to Jesus was glorifying God, doing the will of his Father. I have come to do the will of he who has sent me. There's something that happens to you as a Christian when you grow enough in Jesus where you get past the point where you're just saying, Jesus died for me. And you get to a point where you say, and I love him so much, I die to self for him. It's a maturity. When you say, oh, 
Everything I do in my life, whether I eat or drink, I do it all to the glory of God. You get to a point where you say with the apostle, Paul, I struggled to do this and to not do those things, but thanks be to God, he gives me the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul says this, listen, for me to live is Christ. And that's the secret. It's just getting so consumed by love for Jesus that that just takes over the moment. You know, my, my mom told me a story. I, I, I had no idea. Excuse me. I, I had no idea that my dad had done... He, my dad was a police officer, but he did this when he was off duty. He jumped into a lake and saved a child's life. He never told me about that. I didn't know about it until much later in life. You know, I was thinking when I heard about it that night, I thought, you know, every night that child could go to bed and say, the reason that I am living is because someone saved me. That just changes everything. Imagine the death that you would feel. The reason why I am around for a future is because someone saved me. <laughs> Have you, do you get up every day in your life and say, Jesus, the only reason that I'm alive today spiritually is because you left heaven to come and rescue me. You are God, my Savior. It just, it just causes such love and loyalty to Jesus, doesn't it? I just think every day in my life, where would I be today if it wasn't for Jesus in my life? You know, I, I think that the, that person who wrote that song that we sing sometimes about fear, I, I think that they must have had that kind of an experience that I'm inviting you to have with your love and loyalty for your Lord. And that, remember, I no longer, don't worry, I won't sing it, I no longer a slave to fear, I am a child of God. Do you see that? There is something, you know. Esther and I hope to go to... Uh, Ireland in, uh, in, in June. It's, I've always wanted to go to the land of the ancestors, lad. <clears throat> but, you know, people, I do a little research. St. Patrick's, Canadians are such, so moronic when it comes to Patrick, St. Patrick. He went there, he sacrificed to tell people about the life transforming power of Jesus Christ. All they want to do in Canada is drink green beer on St. Patrick. It's just weird. Just weird. Listen, you, I'm gonna, you, you, you email me, I'll send you a copy of this, or you can Google it yourself like I did. But here is a prayer. You know, stand up in some outdoor cafe this St. Patrick's Day and say, let me quote from St. Patrick and say this, okay? Here's what he said. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ, when I sit down, I arise today through the mighty strength of the Lord of creation. Hallelujah. How many know that? That's, that's, someone, that's someone that is just captivated with their love for Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's, 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 that's you, you can interrupt those lies with your 
God-sized truths that you feed your mind? And then secondly, you just think about how much you owe the Lord and how much you love Him. Not just in this life, but how many know it's forever and forever. See, while everyone else is saying, oh, you want to make a change in life? Do it for yourself. Just do it for you. You deserve it. You just say, listen, I don't do it for myself. I do it for the one that I live for. Whatever I do, I do it all for the glory of God. I live for you, Jesus. I love you with all my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. Amen? Oh, so, so, so what have we seen so far? This week, when, when, when some of those personal giants, that's got, they've got to fall because they'll paralyze you and they'll lie to you and they'll displace Jesus' place in your life. And so what are you going to do? Well, you interrupt those lies with God-sized truths. Amen? And then secondly, you express your love and your loyalty to your Lord Jesus Christ. And then third, then third, turn to Jesus to defeat your giant. Turn to Jesus to defeat your giant. I, I, I love what uh, David says here, all right? He says, all those, remember he says, they're going to know that there's a God on and I'm going to do everything I can. I'm loyal to him. I love him. And that's what matters to me. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. Say it with me. For the battle is the Lord's. Now what does that mean? What does that mean? That sounds like a wonderful Christian slogan that sends us out the door for a happy week. Until Monday morning comes. And then we say, hey, how does this work? The battle is the Lord's. We've already seen that Jesus has defeated our giant. It's up to us now to chase out the lies, to to just shove aside the paralysis, and to to give that space that rightfully belongs to the Lord, make sure that, that he is the one that rules that space in our hearts and our minds and our lives. So what does this mean? The battle is the Lord's. We know that when we try and fight it on our own, we're only going to get what our strength provides. But what if we rely on the strength of the Lord? What does that look like? What does that look like? I've learned to do something that I have practiced for years and have told people in some individual situations about it. And that is this. I have learned to do this. That when something by way of temptation or one of these personal giants like, you know, feelings of rejecting or anger starts to escalate, I learned in that moment that my job is not when, you know, when rejection or anger knocks on the door of my mind and it's wanting to amp up, I've learned that it's not my job to go answer the door. My job, listen to me, is to remain in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Send him to answer the door. It's over. As soon as you send Jesus' door, it's over because the enemy's already been defeated. And so what does that look like for you this week? Well, in that moment when your personal giant knocks on the door, defying, you know, lying to you, saying they have a right to be there, been there for many, many years or many, many days, and and, and that space is theirs, 
This week, when, for instance, you're hit with fear and anxiety starts to rise and you go back to those familiar thoughts that you've thought for so long, they're so familiar, it's almost like they have a right to be there. Listen to me. Do not go and answer them at the door. Just say, Jesus, I remain in your love. And there's no fear for any human being that's loved as much as I am. So Jesus, I remain in your love. Jesus, would you please go to the door? How many know it's already done? When you start to feel that anger amp up and escalate, handle it differently this week. Just say, oh, oh, it's not, 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 not my job to get angry or to fight the anger. It's, I don't have the strength to fight the anger. I'm just going to be doing damage control like last time. My job is to remain in Jesus Christ. And say, I love you, Lord. I love you. I don't even feel it right now, but I love you, Lord. And I worship you. And I exalt you. And I fill my mind with your thoughts right now. And when you do that, how many, what you're doing is you're, you're asking Jesus to go to the door. When your thoughts start to spiral down with rejection, just say, Jesus, I turn to you right now. I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. I need you right now, Lord. How many know when you remain in him, you have his strength? It's, it's, like, it's like you're sending Jesus to the door instead of opening to the door to the same old stuff that comes through the door. And it changes everything. And you know what Jesus says? I am the vine. You are the branches. Have you ever seen a branch struggling to stay in the vine? Just, oh, got to stay in there. Oh, there's some wind. I got to stay in there. No, no. It just abides. It relaxes. It remains. If you remain in me, Jesus said, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do. If you remain in me, now listen to this next part, and my words remain in you. How many of that's feeding your mind God-sized truths and chasing out those giant lies? How many know they've been there long enough? Amen? If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is for my Father's glory. I love you, Lord. I belong to you. You're the one that gave your life for me and has the future for me. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to you. To you be the glory, Lord. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So what are you going to do this week when the old familiar lies knock on your mind's door? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when, when the anger just starts to escalate and then you catch it and you say, Oh, oh I don't have to give in to this anger anymore. Or, or, or the worries and anxieties start to just, there they come. They're, they're so familiar that you almost feel like they're supposed to. No, no, they, they're not supposed to be there. You belong to the Lord. Your mind can think with the mind of Jesus Christ. You feed God-sized truths to your mind. Oh, I'm no longer a slave to what I used to be. I belong to the Lord now. So you interrupt those giant lies with God-sized truths. You express your love and your loyalty. Just stop in that moment and say, Lord, I belong to you and I love you with all my being. 
every part of me, Lord, and then turn to Jesus to defeat your giants. And how many are thankful? As soon as you turn to Jesus, it's done. It's done. It's done. He's already defeated your giants. Let's pray together about this. Lord, I so pray that your precious people will be able to bring this into not just the series at church, but into their lives this very week. You know where every one of us struggle in our own strength with personal giants. It's so different for every one of us. Thank you, Lord, that you are our deliverer. You will fight the battle for us. Help us to remain in you. Help us to chase away those lies and that paralysis and whatever would try to take your place by filling our minds with your truth and filling our mouths with your praises and turning to you to go to the door, Lord. We know our place, Lord, is to remain in you. You are stronger. Our strength will only get us so far. Our resolutions will only get us so long. But Lord, your strength is all-powerful, and it's forever. So our strength is not in our strength. Our strength is in you. Thank you, Lord. You are stronger. You are stronger. Make sure you don't miss a message by subscribing to this podcast. All creative content and production for this podcast is provided by the One Church Creative Team.